getting you set for all of Sunday's NFL action. It's the Sunday Spread on the BetQL Network with Super Bowl champion Barrett Brooks, Devin Caney, and your host, Sean Bell. Presented by BetMGM. Welcome to week seven of the Sunday Spread. Now, this show is going to be a little different, okay? This is virtual. We're all in different places for those who that are watching and even those that are listening, just in case we step on each other a little bit. But we decided we needed to go virtual because all our teams didn't do so well last week. The teams we root for <laughs> took else. None of us wanted to see each other. Okay. The, the, the Eagles took a loss they shouldn't have taken, taken, excuse me. The 49ers took a loss that they shouldn't have taken. And the Chicago Bears lost me money once again, Kev. So we are all not in a good space. So we separated and we'll come back together. I am Sean Bell, Barrett Brooks, Devin Caney. Once again, the Sunday spread presented by BetMGM, of course, on the BetQL network. It's feeling a little rough, y'all. How was y'all week? Of course, man. We we didn't we didn't make it happen, man. And at this point, everybody should have won, didn't win. And that was the problem. How did the Eagles lose to the Jets for the first time since their conception? I mean, are you kidding me? Come on, man. <laughs> and then the 49ers, and then, bro, I wanted to call you with Brock Purdy news so bad, man. I, but I said, mm. you know what? Let me not do that mm-hmm. because I knew mm-hmm. I would get a return phone call. So I, I chose to stop, think about it. I said, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. So I didn't do it. I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> Yeah, no, I thought we were doing this remotely, Sean, because uh, you didn't want to face us after your 49ers took their first loss. But then as much joy as that gave me, and I'm sure Barrett's watched, the Eagles went and did the same exact thing against the Jets, like right after. So it was a terrible, terrible week six for me uh, and all Eagles and probably 49ers fans, Sean. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. This much of me wanted the Eagles to lose. Because I said, oh, my God. I, first of all, I was Are getting text sure messages. Was this much? I feel like it was. It was, it was like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a large amount. Because I was getting text messages from a lot of people laughing in my face. And I said, okay, all right. And by the way, I put money on the Eagles to win. I had a parlay that had the Eagles winning and winning me like $100. So I actually did want you guys to win. But, again, everything fell apart on me last week. Uh, but, again, new week, new money. Again, I don't know about y'all. I actually came out pretty well last week, despite those games. I could have came out really well, but I did win money last week. It was just that it was the Eagles game, the Niners game, and oddly enough, the Bears game that I bet on that I took losses that lost me some money. But did but then I had an overall decent week. Well, my yeah, guy ATN came through for me. Go ahead, Barrett. I mean, I, my <laughs> guy ATN came through for me anytime touchdown. He had two of them, so you know, I was good. always and i'm sad that this week we don't have travis Etienne to talk about because he already played so i guess wait until what week eight for him (laughs) and and i gotta have a confession before we get into this week's game thursday night's game i want to parlay involving the jaguars game but y'all not gonna like this because i parlayed that with the philadelphia phillies losing in game three why do you not thinking about I only say that against Philadelphia, Sean. I have the Phillies winning the series, but I just said to myself that I feel like the Diamondbacks have to get one. And if they're going to get one, it has to be game three. So I just said to myself, all right, I bet the Phillies won the first two games. 
Diamondbacks are going to get one, and then we'll see what happens from there. That was my mindset on Thursday. So I'm not against the Phillies. I want them to win, but I felt like the Diamondbacks would get that one. So I'm starting off week seven feeling good despite, you know, the Phillies losing in game three. Well, the hate is real, but I'm good with it. The hate is real. I'm good with it. The though. hate is real. Yeah, very real. <laughs> so, I need to have a really good uh, bounce back week seven. because So I did really well with my bets week five. Like almost everything I put in hit. I made so much money. And then I got overconfident, I think, uh, and literally had like one thing hit throughout week six. So, And I didn't end up betting on the Thursday night football game for this week, for week seven. So I need to... Uh, Make it all back on Sunday and Monday night, guys. So let's uh, yeah. hope you throw out some good bets for me. I, I was good. I was good. I was good. Like I said, I had Travis Etienne, uh, anytime touchdown. Then I had uh, Alma Kamara, over 28 and a half yards hmm. receiving. I, I hit that, you know. Um, you know, it. Was, I, I had a pretty good day, you know what I'm saying? I had a pretty good day, so. Well, you listen, know. hopefully we have a great week seven. It's, it's interesting because this may be the tightest week that you can have like most of the, the largest point spread is eight and a half most of the point spreads are around three so this is a, this is going to be threading the needle because i think prior weeks there were a ton of 10 and a half 12 and a half 14 and a half that's not going to be the case a lot of the big boys are playing the other big boys when it comes to scoring points so it's going to be us threading the needle a little bit better this week let's start with the first game raiders bears Ugh. Snorefest. I mean, uh, what else is going to be? It's, 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 this is probably a snorefest. Early morning, London type, London game. Once again, the Bears. I, I don't know about y'all. I lost money in the Bears because Justin Fields goes out, which means he's not going to score points last week. Which means DJ yeah. Moore is not going to get the rock, and that's all been a problem. So you got the Bears Raiders this week again, a snorefest. But the Raiders favoring this game by two and a half. The over under is. 37 money line minus 145 for Vegas plus 120 for Chicago again how is Justin Fields going to be what's his situation I'll start with you Barrett what are you looking at in that game uh not really I, I, I'm trying not to but I, I I do like Devontae Adams um I think he will have over what is it of uh, 68 and a half I think he will have over that um I I this is such a finicky team when you think about the talent that they have there. I mean, Jacobs is is is, is underperforming at this point, you know. I mean, so but I, I do like Adams, you know. I, I like his over. I'm going with the over with that. Other than that, there's nothing else. I mean, I mean, I wish there were a lot more defensive stats we can go through because you know Max is playing at a high level. But other than that, man, this is you know Jacoby Myers is a guy that you look at who's been balling. But I mean, I can't go week to week with them. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be tough for me to bet on that game just because the Bears. Is, you know, you don't know what you're gonna get from the Bears. You don't know what you're gonna get from the Raiders. Deb, what yeah, you got? I mean, I think it's just hard to not take the Raiders in this spot. Um, not so much like giving props to the Raiders, but more so it's how can you argue for the Bears covering even just a small two and a half point spread? Sorry, Kevin. I know that they're your team. They're in a rough, like you, I didn't think that the Bears could get any more worse off. And then, you know, here we are. Um, so not only will they be without Fields, who I lost money on him in week six as well, because I bet uh, Fields over rushing yards. They're also going to be missing Khalil Herbert. 
I believe uh, they have a backup quarterback. I know Garoppolo has been like, he's injured. I don't know if he's definitely not playing or not yet, but I, I just don't see there's too much working against the bears to, to confidently say, Oh yeah, they can cover that two and a half point spread. So I'm taking the Raiders. Um, I was looking at DJ Moore receiving props though for the bears. Uh, I didn't see them up on BetMGM just yet but I will keep an eye on that. And Barrett, I like your uh, Devontae Adams over receiving yards as well. I, uh, I just don't see, I don't have any faith in Garoppolo, man. Even if he is playing, I don't have any faith in Garoppolo. And Brian Horace has been Raiders, playing. He's out, Barrett. He's out. Oh, he's definitely out? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, Horace has probably been playing just as long as I have. You know, he probably played, you know, a couple of years when I was playing there. You know what I'm saying? He's old as hell. So, but at this point, I, I, I I think he will get the rock. He will get the rock, you know what I'm saying, to to Devontae Adams for sure, you know. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to go with that. Yeah, again, I mean, what, what, it's a slop fest. What, it's garbage. It's garbage game, right? And, again, I like the Bears because I thought the Bears, if Justin Fields stays healthy, wins last week, and I think they win this week. If Justin Fields is there and healthy because, again, the two games prior to that, they won that one game. Then the game prior to that, I believe it was the – uh, Arizona game where they let up a lot of points, but scored 28 points. Chicago Bears offense was starting to turn things around before uh, before Justin Fields got hurt. So that's tough. But now that you have a game of backups, whether it's Aiden O'Connell or Brian Hoyer, doesn't matter. That's a bad game to look at. Justin Fields being out of the game, having the backup quarterback, it's two bad situations. I mean, how angry are you with Devontae Adams? I mean, there's, there's rumors of places of him saying, I would rather play here, I'd rather play there. Right. Like you're, you're talking about a top five wide receiver in the game now being reduced to nothing because of well, terrible they, quarterback play. They sent it. I mean, and also they sent his quarterback away. You know what I'm saying? We watched his quarterback last, you know, the other day. We watched him the other day. <laughs> and at this point, you know, I'd be kind of mad that you sent my college. I went back to reunite with my college quarterback. And then I get here, play with him one year, and then you sent him away. And bring me wow. Garoppolo. Are you kidding me? I'd be pissed off too. He had to admit that was a mistake too. He shouldn't have went and played with his college quarterback. Hey, it's I know college was fun. We all want to relive our college days, but Derek Carr ain't that in the NFL. So he should have definitely picked another spot outside of the Raiders to go to in the first place. He 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 set himself up a little bit. Bad football, bro. That's all you can say is just bad football in, in Vegas, bad football. You know, when you think about, you know, the quarterback situation there, it's just, I don't know, man. It's it's a clown show. It's a clown show. Yeah, it's it's too bad football. I I, I was going to say to you guys, uh, let's get to some better things, but we can get some, it's slightly better. Browns, Colts. Now, the Browns, again, coming off a tremendous, tremendous win. Uh, Facing the Colts, who, again, their quarterback, Anthony Richardson, so sad he's going to be out for the season, which is going to be a lifelong lesson to himself to freaking protect himself stop trying right, to truck people because right. <laughs> this is the nfl they hit harder than them college cats hit but it's brown's call to brown's favorite in this game minus three of course coming off that 49er win over under 41 money line uh cleveland 155 indy 130 dev we'll start with you on this one what do you see out of this game uh, I mean, I like the Browns winning this one. They had a really impressive showing against the 49ers. They kept the 49ers to 17 points. Like, that's really impressive given what the 49ers have done so far this season. Uh, you know, I know Christian McCaffrey went out with an injury, and that takes away some of the formidable 
aspects of that Niners mm-hmm. offense. But still, you have to give props where where props are due to this Browns defense that I feel like is still a little bit um, undervalued. Like no one's really talking about them too, too much. Uh, and I get, you know, the bigger story is who their quarterback is going to be um, with Deshaun Watson kind of being injured and questionable each week. I think in this matchup, the Browns just have have the edge. They have their run game. Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt scored last week. Uh, Amari Cooper had over 100 yards, even with that 49ers defense covering him. You think this Colts defense is going to be able to do much better? So I just think the, the Browns have way too much working in their favor. Um, if, if the Colts have anything going for them, it's that Jonathan Taylor seems to be getting going a bit more uh, now that he's settling in and kind of adjusting back into the league. So if you wanted to do a prop involving Jonathan Taylor, like any anytime touchdown, he saw more carries. Um, but I like the Browns winning and covering those three points. Yeah, you're right about that. Same thing. You know, you're right about that. Mari Cooper, uh, you know, you can't really see the numbers now, but I mean, I see Cooper going over a hundred yards, even if they have, you know, the backup quarterback and Thomas Robinson in there. He felt very, you know, he looked very comfortable out there. Um, this offers a line of one of the best offensive lines in the league, and they could run the rock. So when you have Kareem Hunt and Ford, both of those guys, you know, that, that's a nice little mix of, of, of power and, and, and shiftiness and, you know, in their running game. So I like that. Um, I just don't like Indianapolis at this point, you know, with Garner Minshew. He just doesn't seem like he can be a starting quarterback anymore. He's a guy to come in like a spot type of guy. But I mean, was it 180 something as far as, you know, uh, receive, I mean, uh, passing yards? To me, he's just, he's just not that guy, man. He's just not that guy. He, he, he doesn't work well within the system, you know, that, that Shane Steichen has. You know, I know they brought him in to be a starter, you know. But I just can't see him. I, I don't see him being that guy at this point. He's got a real nice receiver, Michael Pittman Jr., but he just doesn't seem to use him as much. So, you know, I, I can't see them. I, I, I would definitely go with, you know, the Browns with the points easily with that because they're not going to be able to score on that defense. The Browns are going to smash the Colts. I think we're being too nice right now. <laughs> It's it's gonna it's going to be a, a a a destruction type of game. Three points? Are you serious? After what that defense that defense looked incredible against the 49ers, but that just gave them the spotlight. Their defense has looked that incredible all year long. With Deshaun yes. Watson coming back, he got all the practice reps on Friday. He's going to play. Now he may be a little bit rusty, so I'm not sure if I would take any wide receiver props or Deshaun Watson props. But with the defense that they have and the running that games that they have, yes, I'm going to take a couple overs. A hey, Kareem Hunt, those guys going over 50 yards or going over 60 yards. Gardner Minshew, 193 and a half. That's under, baby. That's under. Like <laughs> Gardner Minshew hasn't looked great all season long. So he maybe had a season there, a game here, a game there where he's looked decent when he's got into the game. But with Miles Garrett and what they're doing, and, and how they held a 49ers defense. I know Brock Purdy ain't, you know, a superstar or anything like that. But Kyle Shanahan is usually the, able to run it up on people. So if Kyle Shanahan was able, wasn't able to do that against this Browns team, despite injuries, I don't think this Colts team is going to be able to do anything at all. So, again, I love the Browns to win in this game solidly. Again, it's going to be hard with particular player props, being that Deshaun is coming back and wide receiver props. But I love the Browns to win this solidly. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to player props in this game, just know that uh, Amari Cooper over 100 yards against the 49ers. Uh, the Colts defense have allowed 99 plus rating to wide receivers so far this season. So 
I think it could be a big game through the air for those Browns receivers. Well, yeah, Njoku, Njoku, that when you got tight ends, the tight ends is a, is a quarterback's best friend. So look at his numbers too. You know, you might get mm. some value out of his numbers also. Yeah, you can see some overs on that. Listen, we got a lot to go with the Sunday spread and a lot more interesting games because the better games are coming up later. We got Bills, Patriots. We got to discuss if Bill Belichick is out because there's more rumors about him being actually out. Commanders, Giants, and so much more. Again, this is the Sunday spread. Sean Bell, Devin Katie, Barrett Brooks, presented by BetMGM. Keep it locked here. Once again, welcome back to the Sunday Spread. It's presented by BetMGM. As you always know, BetQL Network, Sean Bell, Barry Brooks, Devin Caney, going by on this week seven, week to week on a bunch of games. Again, it's going to be a tight week. But the highest spread is eight and a half. And that's where we're going to start with this game. It's the Bills Patriots. First off, let's start with, with this before we even start with this game, because there's rumors of internal talk when it comes to ownership with Bill Belichick and how long Bill Belichick will actually be here because it looks flat out terrible in New England. B. Brooks, starting with you, before we even get to the game, if I gave you an over-under on seasons left for Bill Belichick and I said, we'll, we'll, I'll do one, one season, and that counts this season, you're going over or under Bill Belichick one more season with the New England Patriots. I'm going under. I'm going under simply because if it's word getting out that Belichick, that uh, you know he's 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 under the under the knife right now, you know they're looking at him, hey, they're about to cut him. Then I'm gonna say, yeah, you know it, that's that's something that he's allowing to get out. You know he's the great or you know architect as far as getting the information out that he wants out. I don't think he wants to coach that team anymore. You know what I'm saying? I mean, at this point, you know he he might have been he's 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 kind of at a point where why do it now? You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's done everything you needed to do as a coach. He's not getting the same talent. He's you have, nobody fears him anymore. So why keep you know why keep coaching at this point? So I mean, I, I can't see him going another year, uh, you know, with being less than what he's capable of being or what he's been for a long time. I can't see him, you know, staying around. Dad, what you think? Over under one year for uh, Bill Belichick. Ooh, I don't know, because we were talking about this last week, and wasn't it he wanted to hit a certain amount of wins? I forget what the number was, but he would probably need at least, at the rate that they're going right now, he'd probably need at least three more seasons to hit the number. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it was, but I think it was 16 not, or 18 to pass yeah, out. Yeah, I think it was 18. I, that sounds right. If, if it's not his choice, like if he's fired, then I would say under. If it is his choice, then I would say I would give him like three years. I just don't because he's such a competitor yeah. and he's he's such a hardo. Like I can't see Bill Belichick going down without a fight. You know, he's not the type of guy who I see really rolling over. Look, as someone who had to just we all had to watch the Patriots and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and their dynasty for seasons and seasons and seasons, just endless wins, endless rings, endless trophies. Like I'm not mad about it. The, every, the mighty always have to fall. So, and now we know that Bill Belichick isn't the same without Tom Brady. See, I, I, again, I think he has something to prove now that people are saying that. So I think, again, I'm, I've been on this the whole time. I think he leaves, but he's not done. I think he should go to the Chargers. All right, let me bring a defense and some good coaching to Justin Herbert in that offense and see if y'all think it's mm -hmm. just Tom Brady. I think... I think because of that, again, it's 17 wins to Ty Shula, 
18 to uh, pass him. That's what I would do if I was Bill Belichick. Say, I'm going to bring this somewhere else, try to win a championship somewhere else, because I don't want that final critique, that final Tom Brady critique on my resume, just as a competitor in myself. So that's the spot that I think he should do. So I'm with you guys. I think it's going to be under when it comes to Belichick continuing to coach the New England Patriots, but I think it's over for his coaching career. I think he moves on and does something else. With that said, the actual game, it's eight and a half, the biggest spread, I believe, in the entire league this week. The Bills uh, over the Patriots at New England, over under is 40. If you want to bet New England potentially win this game outright, again, there were a lot of upsets last week. So, you know, maybe you think this would be the upset this week. I don't think so. Plus 310 money line for the New England Patriots. Uh, Deb, we'll start with you. What, what are you looking at to bet in this game? I like the Bills. I like the Bills uh, minus eight and a half. I like them covering that. They're, the Bills are likely my pick for a survivor pool, survivor pool this week. Can't speak. Um, I just don't think it's a fair matchup. And you look at historically the Bills and Pats. The Pats have only beat the Bills once in since Tom Brady left, literally since 2020. They The Bills are six and one against the Patriots. Uh, and I don't think that history is going to change this time around either. Um, you also look at the matchups, like that Bills offense, I get, you know, Josh Allen has his moments that make you question him. But then you look at the other side of the ball, you got Mac Jones, you know, Josh Allen has Stefan Diggs. He's had over a hundred yards in five of his last six games. And then you look at the Pats defense and what they're giving up lately uh, in terms of receivers. So I just don't think that it's, it's a fair matchup. I think the Bills are going to blow out the Patriots in this one. Mm. What you got, B. Brooks? I, I feel the same way. You know, I got to go with the Bills, and I'm going with all their players going over. You know, Gabe Davis. <laughs> you know oh. what I'm saying? I mean, 34 just and a half. For every single yeah, offensive yeah, player on the Bills. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, I mean, it's going to be a, a travesty. You know, I mean, I, probably the only bet that I would I would go with from a, a Patriots standpoint is Zeke Elliott, nine and a half rushing yards. I mean, that's an easy bet. That's easy money right there. But but I mean, you just—it's—it's it's gonna be a long day, a long day, for uh, you know, I mean, for the Patriots as a whole. You know, I mean, the way that defense is playing right now with the Bills, uh, I, I can't see any other way but them just getting smashed. You know, even even Juju Smith-Schuster, I can't see him getting over twenty-four and a half. I just can't do it. You know, he's not gonna show up, and you know, I still got a, a little bit of a, you know. A little bit of a heater off from what he did at the Super Bowl and all the antics afterwards, you know. So I don't like him anyway. So I'll go with the under with him anyways. But yeah, it's just gonna be a bad day for Patriot fans. Bad day. Okay, so let me ask you this, right? If I'm gonna give y'all a Sean Bell same game parlay real quick, okay? Of course, presented by Bet MGM. James Cook Cook 52 and a half. The Bills will go over with eight and a half. And Again, Matt Jones will go under 177 and a half because he's been bitched twice. This would be could be another game that he gets bitched. If I was to give you that same game parlay, what would y'all say? Uh I would take it. I would take it. I would take it also. I would take it also. It's just when you're so confident in a domination like we are, why not take the all, all the things that lead to domination in this game? So that's sort of where I'm I'm leaning towards. Again, I think we're all on the Bills, and I think we're all on the Bills to win handily. So that one's pretty easy to pick. Let's go to the yeah. next game. Commanders, Giants. Commanders, uh, obviously, it's at New York, but the Commanders 
uh, have it uh, minus three. The over-under is 37 and a half. Money line 150 for Washington, 125 for the New York Giants. The New York Giants are putrid. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, they're putrid. That's all you can say about that squad right now. While the commanders are competitive. They're three and three. Sam Howell, when he looks good, he looks really good and they win. When he looks bad, they are terrible. Now, I'm just happy because the uh, win total for the Washington commanders was six and a half to start the season. I picked the over on that. So I'm feeling good about that situation just because the commanders beat good teams. So we'll start with you, Dev, again. What do you see in that game? What do you like for bets? Do the Giants even have a smoking chance in hell? Well, it's kind of funny because, you know, you talk about the loss of Daniel Jones, who I don't believe is expected to play again this week with his uh, neck injury. So that's just even more of a disadvantage uh, to the already disadvantaged uh, New York Giants in this one. Um, I think this is a good spot for a get right game for the Washington commanders. Terry McLaurin also plays very well against the Giants. Um, and the spread isn't that big. Like, I, I think Washington can easily cover win and cover those three points. I think they win by a touchdown, not just a field goal. Mm. Yeah, I, that, I, I think the same thing. I mean, they're, they're coach better also. You know, so I, I just think they're bringing things together. They're learning how to, you know, the office is learning how to run. Uh, with with the system that they have, uh, with Eric Bieniemy and how he's you know he's got you know Sam Howell playing at a high level, so as they go forward, you know it's only going to get better. Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, um, Curtis Samuel. I mean that's that's a nice little trifecta of, of receivers, you know that Howell can get to, and he's and he get the ball out of his hands quick, you know, so they don't have to protect as much now. So, uh, you know, I, I would I would go with the I would go with the points and and you know with commanders in, in this game yeah i like i and again this is crazy because i'm with I'm, we're all on the same page once again we haven't really gotten to the controversial games yet but last week i had saquon bark me win me some money because it was one of those things like daniel jones is on out saquon gotta go right and they gotta force him to force feed him the rock a little bit and they had to do that and saquon was able to have some breakout runs at the end of last game in order to get him over 90 yards. So I actually think that's a pretty good bet to have. Again, Saquon Barkley rushing total 63 and a half. I'm going to go over on that because, again, I think Saquon is going just, you know, 20 carries, especially if it's within two scores or, or 17 points, he's going to get the rock. Saquon Barkley over 20 and a half in the receiving game also. I just, again, they're going to force feed that man the rock and say, Saquon, you got to do something. You got to be our savior. And again, they were competitive last week without Daniel Jones in the lineup. So I like that also. I'll say from a future aspect, do you guys think the commanders have a playoff shot? How, how do you feel? I'll start with you on Barrett on this. How do you feel about the commanders' competitiveness to get into the playoffs after um, sort of getting close last season, hovering around 500. Not sure what, what it's going to take this year in the NFC because it's not like anyone's blowing things away, but 10 wins could get you in. Do you think the commanders can get that? I don't because, you know, I mean, you would have to take down one of the, one of the um, you know, people in division like either the Eagles or you have to take down Dallas. And, and I, I don't think that they're built well enough right now to really – be a major factor in the division when you got Philly and the Dallas, uh, you know, competing right there. Because I, mean, I think that they'll beat the Eagles will beat them twice, and I also think that uh, Dallas will beat them twice also. So that kind of you know puts them in four losses right there. 
And, uh, you know, three and three right now, I just don't see him being that competitive to win 10 games. Dad, yeah, it's it's hard to say. Like, I almost feel like the commanders are like a quarterback away from from being a, a consistent playoff team. Like they do have the pieces like they have Terry McLaurin. They have they have good offensive guys. Their defense is pretty solid for the most part. It's just like Sam Howell is your quarterback. I don't see a team with Sam Howell at the helm you know, <laughs> going far. But look, we all said that about Brock Purdy in the 49ers last season, too. And then look how far right. and they're doing now so you never know right now and I, I agree with Barry like you're competing with the Eagles who went to the Super Bowl last year and the Dallas Cowboys so like it makes it pretty tough to make it far if you do make the postseason uh if you're the commanders so not right now but maybe in the future okay the next question I'll ask again we got about two and a half more minutes Saquon Barkley there's been rumors about potentially getting off of him trading him at the they're not going to franchise tag him at the end of this year he's going to be out Saquon says he wants to stay in New York, but I also think he's just saying that because he wants to control his own destiny. If you're the New York Giants, would you trade him and how much would you need to trade him? I don't know, Barrett, do you want to answer first or do you want? Yeah, I, I, I don't, at this point, you know, his trade value, running back trade value is not at all time high. We, we know that. But Saquon is, a, is an interesting guy because he has all the intentions would be great. You know, if he had – imagine Saquon behind the Eagles' offensive line or maybe, you know, behind the Browns' offensive line. You know, they, he could really, really be a productive guy in that offense. He's he's being overused, really, in with the Giants organization because they just have too much. They have too much – um. They, they put too much on his table. They, they, they require too much of him to, you know, really be the guy, the only guy in that offense to, to really be a major factor. So, I mean, I, I just can't see him staying there. But they'll, you know, they'll, they'll, his trade value won't be as high just because he's a running back. But I think they'll let him walk and, um, you know, got, not get any value from him. I just don't see what trading Saquon Barkley would, I mean, to, to help himself in his career, like, sure. I think a player like Saquon, I was surprised to see, he said, I mean, I get, he probably has to say he doesn't want to be traded from the team that's currently giving him his paycheck, but like it's Daniel Jones and the offensive line and a lot more issues that run deeper than, you know, Saquon Barkley. And I know it's like, okay, then maybe we just start over and tank if you're the giants, but I don't know. I, I just don't see, like, if I'm the Eagles, yes, Saquon Barkley is really talented, but is it worth what you'd have to give up and what you'd have to pay him in the running back market these days? Probably not. Um, they can't stay healthy. And I hate to say that because I think that, you know, all positions should be valued. But if I was Saquon, I would not want to stay with the Giants. I'll leave it at that. But I don't know what else they can do to help their situation at the moment. Saquon should get me out of this hellhole, please. <laughs> I gotta go. This is the worst offensive line ever. Trade me. That's all I know. If I was Saquon, I went out. Listen, we're gonna take another break once again. This is the Sunday spread. Barry Brooks, Devin Caney, Sean Bell, more picks. Don't forget bonus bets, free money. All right, we're gonna get you some free money right away and plus player props we're gonna have a lot ton of player props by the end of the show for you to use that free money on all right once again sunday spread we'll be right back oh 
Okay, once again, welcome back to the Sunday spread. Again, virtual status. We're at our own separate corners today. Don't don't worry. We'll, we'll come back next week like Voltron. But for now, we are virtual. <laughs> that just aged me, didn't it? Did that, that, yeah, man. They don't know who Voltron is. Way too much. Do y'all know that? Kev, do you know Voltron? No, hell no. Said, no, <laughs> no. Am I really I that? Deb, you know, know Voltron? No. God, like, this is me, I mean, Barrett. I mean, you, you have these, 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 these five uh, lions, or, or or cats, whatever you want to call them, and they came together to form this this ultimate robot, <laughs> man, Voltron. They were Power Rangers before Power Rangers. Right, right. Do y'all even know? <laughs> do you even know Power Rangers? Like, they were Power Rangers yes, before of Power Rangers. Power Rangers. Okay. I love Power Rangers. Okay. I <laughs> okay, I just yeah, they were they were the inspiration behind power. I, I am this is 80s talk. I'm sorry, this is Thundercats. I'm sorry, I grew up on Voltron and Thundercats. So, you know, I'm mad I just showed my age right there. I, I feel like I'm 67, but anyway, we'll we'll form like Voltron, Power Rangers, whatever you want to call it next week. But again, virtual status right now. Let's continue with some of our best bets in the games that we're going through. The next game that we're going to go through is the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Tampa Bay. The Atlanta Falcons 3-3, three and three, Buccaneers 3-2. and two. Tampa Bay favoring this game 2.5, over-under. It's a low over-under, only 37 points. I guess when your quarterback is Desmond Ritter and Baker Mayfield, you don't think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. Money line for Atlanta, 145. Tampa Bay, plus 120. B-Books, we'll start with you. What do you like in this game? I like, at the very least, that the Atlanta Falcons seem to be opening the offense up a little bit more. So you can count on some of their player props a little bit more than you did before and Desmond Ritter for throwing for more yards than you did before. What do you like from this, B-Books? Well, they have to open it up. You know what I'm saying? I always say the quarterback loves tight ends. That's their best friend, big targets, you know, and Kyle Pitts is becoming more and more of a target. Uh, I like him to have over 32 and a half yards receiving. Um, I mean, I think that's a safe bet. I'm, I'm tiptoeing around Bijan Robinson and, and 25 and a half yards receiving because, you know, like I said, they're opening it up a little more and, you know, his screen game or getting it out on a little dump off passes. I think he's going to start using him a little more as far as the safety valve. So I'm I'm teeter tattering on on really going with 25 and a half with Bijan Robinson also, but I mean I, I think that's a safe bet, safe bet. Who do you like in the game? I'm definitely going with the Falcons right now because I think the Bucks have kind of they've kind of outplayed their potential, you know, because at this point you know they they showed everybody all right, you know Baker Mayfield is Baker Mayfield, you know he, they're playing for Baker Mayfield. Well, all that's I think that's over with now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They see that he is just a guy. He is not anything special. So I think they kind of, you know what I'm saying, outplayed the magic of Baker Mayfield. So, I mean, I'm going with I'm going with the Falcons. Okay, Deb, what you got? This game's really tough for me uh, in terms of, like, picking a side just because both of these teams have been so inconsistent. Um, so I – like, I think if I had to pick a side, I would I would take the Bucks minus two and a half because even though their defense has been pretty inconsistent and I don't trust Baker Mayfield, I also don't like Desmond Ritter as a quarterback. And we know that the Falcons don't play as well uh, when they're away from home, which they will be. 
Um, I do disagree with Barrett on one thing he said, and that is Kyle Pitts. I'm actually going to fade Kyle Pitts props in this Ooh. one because the Bucks defense, Whoa. if they are consistent at anything, it's holding opposing tight ends to pretty low ratings. Um, however, the Bucks secondary did give up, give up 353 yards and two touchdowns to Jared Goff and the Lions last week. So uh, Drake London has been doing pretty well. He had 125 receiving yards last week. So I like Drake London props. Um, but other than that, and like Bijan Robinson, you mentioned, he's been pretty underwhelming recently. So I don't feel super confident, you know, taking him in a lot of bets either. Um, what I do feel confident in is Bucks winning this one, Drake London having a game for the Falcons. That's tough because, again, last week, like you said, Drake London, 100, 125 yards was, you know what I mean, absolutely balling. Like I said before, Desmond Ritter and the offense are trying to open things up. Kyle Pitts, six targets, 43 yards, a touchdown last week. So after the first three weeks, they weren't trying to use him. It was abysmal. They weren't even looking his way. Now, over the last couple of weeks, they've really looked to throw things out to him. Uh, Drake London, if you want to go 100 yards, that's plus 600. So would any of you take that? My man, my man, Kev put yes. that out there. Would you? Oh, last okay. You, Deb, you said that with conviction. You were like that. That not even close. You don't plus even think it comes 600? close. Plus six hundred. Plus six hundred. Plus six hundred for value. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So you, you, well, you say you take the Bucks, it. I would. The Bucks have a good run defense okay. as well. So I don't think and. Bijan Robinson and the Falcons' run game hasn't been as dangerous as a lot of people expected them to recently. So, I would have more confidence taking, you know, receiving props and rushing props for the Falcons' offense. And would you not? Also you disagree? In... Nah, I'm with you. I'm uh, with you on that. No, I'm with you on Dre. I like Kyle Pitts I, I, also, though. But see, I can't go. I can't go with. Uh, I, I can't. I can't go with. You know, the rushing yards, Bijan. You know, fifty-four and a half, and then Tyler. Um, Algier, uh, 36 and a half. But I will go with, like I said, receiving yards with Bijan simply because he's going to be a guy that's going to be that safety valve, that dump off, you know, and that's where he's going to be a special player with being a little dump off. All right, get it to him quick. And then, you know, he, he does what he does out in space. Um, I, I really like Kyle Pitts because number one, Ritter is starting to build that chemistry with him. You know, as the season goes on, you can see things are starting to work out between the two of them, you know. So I think I, that's why I'm a little bullish on uh, Kyle Pitts right now. What's you know, Again, I, I think I, this game is going to be a tough game. I, I go back and forth. I think I'm going to pick Atlanta in this game, although it's not a confident game. So if I'm actually going to make a bet, I think Atlanta will win, but I'm only on goal based on player props. I like the draft. I'm not going to go on who actually wins. I'm going to go on Drake London. I'm with Dev on that, although I'm also with uh, Kyle Pitts getting over 32 and a half. I think those will be the two main targets. What's frustrating for me is, Fantasy owners of B. John Robinson have to be frustrated. Because you don't know, like, yeah. Tyler Algier may be well, getting the rock more than bet on him. him. I'm pretty sure he's ruined, like, several same-game parlays that I've put in recently. Oh, no so question. I feel yeah. like I'm <laughs> You just don't know how much he's going to get the rock, too, with how much he's splitting it with Tyler. It'd be one thing if he was, if they said, you are our main back and Tyler's going to spell you. But it's been, okay, Tyler won, maybe one game Bijan gets 18 carries, but then the next game he'll get 10. Yep. So. Exactly. It's almost like, and I know we'll get to the Eagles-Dolphins game later, but 
with the Eagles, it's like each game they seem to focus on a different offensive player where it's like DeAndre Swift gets the ball a million times one game, then Kenny Gainwell and then Devontae Smith and AJ Brown. So like you just, it's hard to bet because you don't know, you know, which game is going to be the Devontae Smith game. So you don't know which game is going to be the Bijan Robinson game with this Falcons offense. So it's just hard to include them, especially in a parlay where it can mess everything up mess everything up let's go to the next game <laughs> from experience uh, more yeah yeah we are we are you're losing bets we shouldn't be losing let's go to the next game lions ravens that should be a great game lions like six weeks in they are tied for the best record in the entire league with i believe five teams so that's impressive in itself facing a, a really good ravens team although the ravens have been a little bit disappointing to me even though they're four and two they haven't looked as explosive as I thought, it's in Baltimore, so the Baltimore Ravens are favored by three. Over under 43. Money line is minus 155 for Baltimore, plus 134 Detroit. Dev, we'll start with you on this one. Who do you like? Who do you not like? This is going to be a good game. I am excited for this game. Um, I like the Lions winning um, and covering, or at least covering the three-point spread because they're not favored in this one. Um I don't know. Do we know a status of Jameer Gibbs yet? I know he like there was questions about him playing and without David Montgomery, that obviously changes the Lions offense a bit. Um, but I mean, I just think Jared Goff and and his multiple offensive weapons, you know, even if he doesn't have his running guys like David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, he has Amon Ross St. Brown, who had over 120 yards and a touchdown, Sam Laporta over 54 yards. Uh, Jamison Williams is back. So the list goes on there where you look at the Ravens and they are still suffering from some injuries. Um, Lamar Jackson taking on a lot of the workload himself, running the ball. You know, it's great. And he can put the wheels on. He had 62 yards rushing in week six. Um, he leads the team in rushing yards, which isn't a surprise, but it's also like, mm -hmm. how far can that get you against a Lions defense? Um, and the spread just isn't very large. So I like the Lions covering that three-point spread. Okay. What you what you got on this, uh, B. Brooks? I, I'm the same way. You know, I, I'd say that the Lions, if they're going to cover the three, uh, they're just a better team than the Ravens. Right now, the Ravens have too many injuries um, and have, don't have that chemistry with the wide receivers. You know, Odell Beckham, I thought he was going to be a little something, you know. I, I, I can't trust him, you know. So even at only 22 and a half yards, it's hard for me to go with the over, uh, you know, with, 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 um, you know, with going with him. Um, I, I think a safe bet is to go with uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. Even at 70 and a half is a safe bet because he always seems to find him. He loves, you know, getting it to him. So um, I think that's a safe bet. Nelson Aguilar. He's mm, becoming a guy that, there. you know, he's becoming a guy that I could, I, I could take 22 and a half with him instead of, you know, Odell. You know, so and I would go with the over with him and, and always, you know, Mark Andrews when it comes to the chemistry that he that, um, you know, he has with, you know, with the quarterback 52 and a half. That's to me, that's a safe bet. That's an easy bet. That's funny because I was going to go with Nelly, too. I was going to go with Nelson Aguilar. Also, if you monitored him over the last couple of games, he's been sort of their deep threat. And now yep. don't, don't get me yep. wrong. He's not getting 90, 100 yards, but he's been consistently getting you know, 40 to 60 spot, right? They've been consistently looking for him to be the deep threat on the entire field for the Baltimore Ravens to sort of hopefully op open some things up for Lamar Jackson. So at 22 and a half, I think he can get that off of one catch. 
So uh, I also like Nelson Aguilar based on the last couple of games of being the one deep threat. Again, especially because Baltimore ain't focusing on Nelson. They focusing on <laughs> the other guys. They focusing on Zay Flowers. They focus focusing yep. on the tight yep. end over there. So I like that game too. Again, this is going to be a tough game to bet. This is going to be a tough game to pay attention to. I like – I think I'm going to go – it could be a 21-20 to 20 type of game. I think I'm going to go to Baltimore to win that game. But I, the, the props that I'm going to really pay attention to are Lamar Jackson, 55-and-a-half, rushing the ball, and uh, and um, my man uh, Nelson Aguilar, 22-and-a-half uh, when it comes to receiving. Everything else I don't feel super confident in because I think it's going to be a super, super, super tight game. Don't sleep on Mark Andrews, man. I'm telling you. That's Jackson's favorite I, I bet target, him bro. almost every – yeah, I lost money on Mark Andrews last week, so I, just, <laughs> I always bet him to be a little too much. Listen, this is the Sunday spread once again. Sean Bell, Devin Caney, Barrett Brooks, still rocking it with you. Still going through the best games of the week when we come back. We're going to go to Barrett's team, the Steelers. What are the Steelers? Do we even know? There's a lot of teams we don't know about right now. So we're going to continue to go over them along with your best bets and your bonus bets. <laughs> 